0: Coffee. Oh, I made it. Pastor has to be a quick change artist at times. That's why I had Paul have uh, Abe and Maria's baptism at the last, so I had time to, to change and to get out here. These new church members that you just voted in, entering into a new world it's different than the rest of the world they're publicly making a choice to walk away from the enticements of a lost world into the awesome privilege of following christ and his teachings you know Matthew made the same choice remember Matthew's job a tax collector an IRS man hated by all even today But one day while he was at his booth, a man came and stopped and talked to him. And that man was Jesus. Jesus didn't say much. He just says, Matthew, why don't you get up and follow me? And you know what he did? He got up and he left everything behind. He left his job. He left his prestige. Because there was a lot of power behind a tax collector back in those days. He left everything to follow Jesus. Wow. When you read his gospel, you get the feeling that he can detect his old character. He could detect people that were deceitful and and uh, use things to, uh, to reach out to others and to uh, fraud them with many different types of things. For example, if you would... Turn to Matthew chapter 15. In the New Testament, Matthew chapter 15. As you're turning, one of the children the other day found out that I was going to have a baptism. And he says, well, Pastor, if you're going to have all those baptisms, you're certainly not going to preach for a long time, are you? Well, we'll wait and see. Matthew 15, beginning with verse 1. The scribes and the Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus. Now keep in mind, the scribes and the Pharisees were the religious elite. They were the top brass of the church. Saying, why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. He answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? "...for God commanded, saying, Honor your father, your mother, and he who curses a father or mother, let him be put to death." And so forth. Here are the religious leaders of the church. Here are the ones that love to go out in the public with their robes, and their regalia, and their knowledge of the scriptures, and they love to to pray in public places, and to make speeches and to have everybody notice them. They were the ones who, who uh, thought that they were uh, protecting the traditions of the church and that they were the only one that God had appointed to be the leaders of the church itself. In fact, the church of that day, you would call it the Mother Church. They would consider themselves as the elite church, and all other churches were false and were not following in the ways of man. And they really uplifted the traditions of men instead of the commandments of God. And so they were questioning Jesus about his disciples refusing to wash their hands, ceremoniously washing their hands before they ate the sacred bread look at Jesus reply Matthew 15 beginning with verse 7 you hypocrites now notice he's talking to the church leaders you hypocrites well did Isaiah prophesy about you saying these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips but their heart is far from me and in vain they worship me teaching as doctrines the commandments of men notice why Jesus was calling them hypocrites He's calling them hypocrites because they had the appearance of being very, very religious. They had the appearance of following God, but instead of of bringing the commandments of God to the people, they were uplifting and they were praising God with their lips and they were mixing religion and the teaching of the traditions of men and sharing that as being part of God's gospel, as that being a part of His Word. They prided themselves in keeping and maintaining and protecting the traditions. They prided themselves in the fact that that God had appointed them to their service. And they wanted to make sure that the traditions were uplifted in the church itself. So Matthew had to record these words because he recognized that these religious men were powerful individuals like a tax collector. They loved to display their religious knowledge and teachings before the public. They appeared to be spiritual and in reality they were not. They refused to keep the commandments of God, but instead they uplifted the teaching and the commandments of men. He recognized that in them because he used to be one similar to them. may have been in a, different pro- in a different profession, but he knew and recognized that these men lacked a lot of spirituality. Satan loves, he loves to attack God's people in the disguise of the church. He doesn't use any group outside of the church to make a stand for error because error alone could not stand as reliable, causing people to believe it. And it would soon become extinct. So Satan is smart. He then helps take these men, these powerful men, these individuals who love the power, and he begins to have them accept, the error, and he begins to have them accept their tradition, he mixes it with the truth of God, and they stand and they present it before people, saying that this is what God says, and the people don't look in the scriptures, and they don't know what it says, and so they say, well, then we will follow whatever you say. It hasn't changed any at all, even today. We're still just as gullible. What are some of the traditions of error that many churches uplift today, but it's not found in the Bible? Let's take, for example, we just had a baptism. Did you notice we didn't baptize any babies? Nowhere in the Scripture is there infant baptism. You'll not find it. It's not there. It became a tradition that was adopted by men in the church. And now it is used in many churches for the baptism of of infants, of babies within the church. Jesus specifically told his disciples to go out and to teach. You cannot teach an infant to follow in God's ways. You're to teach and then you are to baptize. These individuals that were here were all taught and they were baptized. They made the decision to follow Christ. So that is a tradition of men. Baptism by sprinkling is another tradition of man. Jesus was baptized in the river Jordan. He was put down under the water. That's what baptized means. That's why we baptize them in the water. We dunk them under. It's like the, the Bible talks about baptism is like a grave. When a grave comes, they put the dirt over the top of you. They were baptized in the grave of the water. Their sins were washed away. They came out with new life. But when you have traditions of baptisms of any other type of tradition of sprinkling or rose petals or over the telephone, these are all traditions of men, but they say that it's from God. You won't find it in the scriptures. It's not there. Asking, coming to the church and going to a man and confess your sins to a man and asking him to forgive you is a tradition of man. It is not the Scriptures. We are to go to God and confess our sins directly to Him. We're not to confess our sins to other men. Man cannot forgive sin, only God can forgive sin. And yet there are people who still go and confess their sins and feel like they have been forgiven when a man says you've been forgiven if you pay this amount of money or you say this certain thing or whatever you do. That is part of the tradition of men that is mingled together with uh, the Word of God and it goes against the commandments of God. Jesus condemns the tradition of men that are taught in the church. Another tradition, the day of worship. When the very beginning, when God created the world, on the seventh day, He created the Sabbath day. He rested from all His work. In the Ten Commandments, He has right in there remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work. But the Sabbath is the Lord, of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. So, people, where does Sunday come from? You can look from one end of the Scripture to the other. From Genesis you can look up all the texts. You won't find the word Sunday. You'll find the, the word the first day of the week. That's when Sunday is. If you remember, the preparation day is Friday. Jesus died on Good Friday. When they took him down and they put him in the grave, what was coming on? The Sabbath, which is what's the next day after Friday? Saturday. On the first day of the week, they came to the tomb and it was empty. That's Sunday. We call that Easter Sunday, the resurrection of Jesus on Sunday. Jesus rested on the Sabbath. He kept the Sabbath in the grave. But you will look at all the texts that are found in the Bible, and there's not one text that talks about the first day of the week that ever says that it is the day to worship God. It's not the day that he set aside. Where did it come from? It came from paganism, the worshiping of the sun, mixed together with religious garb, brought into the church, We don't want to be like the Jews. We want to be different Christians, different than the Jews. So we want to keep a different day. And it slowly evolved into Sunday sacredness, which is not found in the Bible at all. You can look it up. You can go from one end to the other. It's not there. We as Seventh-day Adventists, these individuals have been baptized Not only baptized in Jesus, but they have become a member of the Seventh day Adventist Church. So we as Seventh day Adventists know that in the last days the traditions of men will be used against God's followers. They're going to say, You're not following the traditions of the church. So therefore, you're wrong. We're right. And they'll use the ideas and, look at the whole world, look, they're all following this way. They can't possibly be wrong. Well, the leaders of the church were long, wrong against Jesus, weren't they? When he was standing right there and they saw miracle after miracle, when they heard him teach, he, he, they condemned him. They were ready to kill him because he was teaching things different than what they had accepted. That's why they, they were complaining about the disciples of Jesus. Look, your disciples, you better get them straight because they're not following the traditions of the church. And Jesus says, you're teaching the traditions of of men instead of the commandments of God. Jesus taught the commandments of God. We know from Revelation 14 that in the last days the issue will be either to worship the beast or worship the Creator God to worship the Creator God you have to go back to creation of what he created and what did he create on the seventh day he created the Sabbath it was to be used to worship the Creator God but the traditions of men have switched it now to worshiping on Sunday which is the worshiping really of man and and our power over God's power who are we going to believe? It's the same choice that was made in the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden, God says you can eat any of the fruit of the garden except from the one tree. And if you ate of that fruit, you will surely die. But Satan says, no, you won't die. You'll be like God. And so Adam and Eve had to make a choice. Do I believe God in what He says? Or do I believe what this supernatural, nice-looking serpent says to me and they chose to follow the serpent the create the the creature instead of the creator and because of that that's how sin entered into this world and we have to make the same choice and it's going to boil down according to revelation 14 on what day are you going to worship you're going to worship on the day that god says are you going to worship on the day that man has created who are you going to believe it's your choice Now we know that if we choose to follow after man, we will be condemned by God. And what will come will be death. If we choose to follow God and not the beast and not worship the beast, guess what comes upon us? The death decree. So we have to choose very carefully whom we're going to serve, either commandments of God or the commandments of men, the traditions of men. But you might be saying, ah, it'll never happen. It'll never take place. Brothers and sisters, we're coming close to the world accepting the traditions of worshiping on Sunday versus worshiping on Sabbath. Hot off the press, this is, this comes from the Mother Church. This is a text of Cardinal George's remarks that were given just on April the 16th, given to Pope Benedict the 16th. This is the Chicago Cardinal Francis E. George, President of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. And as they met together with the Pope on the 16th of April, when they met with all the other bishops at the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C., if you remember, the public, when in public the Pope spoke mostly And the media reported mostly about the the, uh, certain Catholic priests and the scandal of the sexual abuse scandal that that took place. That's what you heard a lot about. But in the Basilica presented to all the bishops behind a closed-door meeting. By the way, this doesn't come from any other church except this comes directly from the Catholic Church. Let me read to you just one paragraph. Paragraph. I quote now. The Episcopal Conference has recently identified the strengthening of marriage and family life as one of five priorities. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Remember, the Satan takes good and mixes error with it. Okay? Sounds good. I say amen to that, don't you? Sounds pretty good. Strengthening of marriage and a family life is one of five priorities for our common attention in the next several years. So this is one of the priorities of five that the heads of the Catholic Church in the United States says that are very important that we've got to address within the next few years. Let me continue on. The other four are protecting the life and dignity of the human persons at every stage of life's journey. That sounds pretty good, too. Handing on the faith passing down the faith in the context of sacramental practice and the observance of Sunday worship. The other two is fostering vocations to ordain priesthood and consecrated life and profiting from the culture diversity of the church here, especially from the gifts of Hispanic Catholics. So right in the middle of all theirs, their five priorities right in the middle is the observance of sunday worship the tradition of men Now, brothers and sisters i'm not here to bash the catholic church what i'm here is to uplift the word of god and god says at the end time the issue is going to be either to worship god or worship the beast it's one or the other and what i'm saying is is that things are coming right down to the point that we are at in the time of earth's history of right before Jesus comes, the second coming of Jesus. The world stage is being set. The props are being set up. The issues are being presented right before our very eyes. Even though the media is talking about the the, the abuse that went on within the Catholic Church, in Closed doors with the with the bishops, and then also meetings with the President, meeting with Congress, meeting with the United Nations. Remember, it's going to cause the United States is going to cause the whole world to worship after the beast. It's all falling right into place. The puzzles are there. We only got a couple of pieces left. And it's happening right before, right in front of us. We've got to make up our minds. Am I going to follow the traditions of man? or the commandments of God. The commandments of God stand forever. The traditions of men will be destroyed at the coming of Jesus. Those who uplift the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus will have life eternal. Those who do not, who follow after the traditions of men, will call for the rocks and the caves and everything to fall down upon them. Who will, who will spare us from the brightness of His coming? Kill us all. We don't want to live. You know what we're coming to, brothers and sisters? In a little while, we're going home. In a little while. Turn in your hymnals, if you would, to hymn number 626. We'll sing the first and the last verse, hymn number 626. Shall we stand? To our homes down the street, but to heaven, think about it. Opie, did you want to come up here and share, or I think he's already shared from the from the baptismal tank. Let's just pray, shall we, Father? We just want to uplift to you each one of these new individuals that have chosen, like Matthew, to walk away from their old life and to follow after you. And you said that before Jesus comes, people will know us because we are the ones that keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. Lord, we're going to keep the commandments, not the traditions of men. And so we pray now for the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit to remain true and strong to you through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.